Good morning, living word. Good morning, morning manaites. God bless you all. We bless the Lord on another beautiful day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Certainly, after you've done all you can, then you should just stand. Glory to God. There's something special about standing, you know, making a resolve in your spirit that you're not going to bend, you're not going to bow, you're not going to give up. You are going to stand. Amen. For God is with us, right? He said he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He will be with us even unto the end. And so it's our duty to stand. Haven't done all, just stand. Life is not easy. Matter of fact, what I want to talk about today is how to overcome life difficulties. Well, my topic is overcoming life's difficulties. You know, Jesus said something. He said, you know, in this life, you're going to have troubles. You're going to have trials. We're going to have pain. We're going to have issues. But then he said something very strange. He said, rejoice, <laughs> for I have already overcome. You know, that's, that's amazing he said that. He said, he has overcome. <laughs> he said, you overcome. He said, rejoice, for I have overcome. So he's saying our victory is wrapped up and tied up in him. Right, So our trust must be in him because he's already overcome. It simply means that we also can overcome. But then exactly how do we do that? How do we overcome life's difficulties? Right, Some difficulties are hard. And some of you like, God, why? You know, we question God a lot. Why me? Why, why do I have to go through this? I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. I'm praying. I'm living right. I'm walking in holiness. And I still got to do deal with this, you know, and sometimes we wonder, sometimes we complain to God and we pray and we, a lot of us pray out of frustration <laughs> or we pray in frustration because it seems like our prayer is not being answered. And it seems like it, you, sometimes you ask the question, God, are you even hearing me? Now, let's be for real. You know good and well, we have done that. We wonder if God is even hearing us. Why did we wonder? Because we don't see the change and we don't see the answer. Um, you know, we don't hear his voice. Um, and so then we begin to wonder and then we begin to fret and we begin to complain to God and we complain to our friends and our neighbors and just about anybody we can talk to. We complain about all those things. But complaining about your issues never bring conclusion or does it resolve the issues. Matter of fact, it exasperates it and makes it harder. right? Because complaining is a negative energy. And the more negative energy we release through our mouth is the more negative energy multiplies and come back to us, right? So complaining and all those things does never solve the problem. Matter of fact, I could even say this also that crying doesn't solve the problem either. No, crying just sort of make you aware you have a problem. And it's, crying is an emotional response to some of our issues and some of our problems. Sometimes it's a pain. We may be in pain that causes us to cry. But a lot of times our crying is, is because of worry or because something happened and, you know, seemed to be out of our control. And, you know, it just causes us to cry. Sometimes you cry because you care for somebody, you know, some issues and you really care for them. And so it brings tears to your eyes. We cry because we hear bad news. 
you know, all these reasons why we cry. But, you know, I've learned over the years that crying does not change not one thing. All it changes is maybe get to release some stress in you, but it doesn't change the issue. You can cry all night and the issue, you wake up in the morning, the issue is still there. And so we need to know how to overcome life's difficulties. So I think I've come up with five things that if we do them, I believe that we can get a hold of ourselves and overcome the difficulties of life. You know, and, and this, this you know, all these things are, are what we what I call work in progress. That means this is stuff that we have to work through, okay? We got to work through it. And, and as you as I learn, you learn, and we learn, and we grow as a body and people of Christ, and we, you know, help each other. Number one thing that we need to do to overcome life's difficulty is prayer. Number one, I don't care what anybody else say, right? Number one. You have to pray. You gotta, we have to really get that in our spirit and pray, right? Let's, let's look, a, look at a couple of scriptures. I know we know the scriptures, men ought always to pray, and I think we already know that. Let's go to the book of Psalms in chapter 55. It says this, as for me, I will call upon God and the Lord will save me. You have what David said? So he is singling himself out. Other people may be worrying, maybe going after, you know, doing other things to to um, to solve their problems and, you know, trying other means to solve their problems. You know, some people think it's drugs and, and alcohol and they're trying to drown their problems or, you know, smoke it away on weed or sniff it away in coke and all this other stuff that people do, you know, illicit sexuality and all this kind of stuff because they think, you know, that's how they're going to solve their problem. But David says, as for me, I will call upon the Lord and the Lord shall save me. <laughs> Isn't that confidence? Do we have that kind of confidence when we pray and talk to God? Not only would I call upon him, I'm confident that he's going to save me. Did you hear that? You see, that's a confident prayer. You know, the Bible says, you know, when we pray, we must pray believing. Yeah, we must pray in confidence. So simply means if when I come up on life's difficulties, no matter what it is, we all know there's nothing too hard for the Lord. And so we have to base the solution in times and seasons of prayer. Amen. And a lot of times, you know, we may, oh Lord, you know, this is the issue. And, and then we move on and, and we don't persist in prayer. You know, we sort of give up. We sort of just throw stones at the Lord and say, hey, I'm down here, Lord. No, God wants us to be confident. He wants us to persist. He wants us to trust him. And that's the attitude we must pray in the attitude that when I call upon the Lord, the Lord is going to save me. And verse 17 says this evening and morning and noon will I pray and cry aloud and he shall hear my voice. So here David is saying three times a day I'm praying about this issue because God will hear my voice and God will save me. Ask yourself the question, does the Lord know your voice? Does he know your voice? He should. If you're calling on him three times a day, he definitely know your voice. 
But you have to be consistent and be persistent. Three times a day. David said in the morning, I mean in the evening, in the morning, and at noon. That means, you know, nighttime, every six hours he's calling on the Lord. Every six hours, you know, in the evening, in the morning, in the night. Listen, we need to have a consistent time where we call on God, persistent, um, because, you know, it strengthens us when we pray in confidence and we really, really trust God that God is going to come through for us. You know, some things don't happen overnight, you know, folks. Some things don't happen overnight. Some solutions don't come overnight. But when it comes, it comes. Glory to God. And so you have to pray and never give up. Never give up. As the songwriters say, stand. Don't give up. Amen. Um, pray through the night. Pray through the day. Seek God. Call upon the name. For the Lord will save you. Listen, it's God who saves you. Now there are times he may, he may use people to give you a solution and to do something for you, but it is he who has moved and caused the solution to come into existence. It is God. He may use other people and use things and means and moments, but it is God who is behind it all. Amen. So somebody may come to you and say, you know what? If you do this, it'll take care of that. you would be like, yes, thank you so much. And you thank the person. Do you actually thank God? Because, you know, a lot of times solutions, you know, people use, God will use people to bring us the solutions. And then we thank the people and don't realize it was God who sent them. Yeah, you may not hear a voice in your own ears um, from the Lord, but he may send somebody to give you the solution. That's when you bow your knees and say, Father, thank you. Thank you for sending such and such. Thank you for hearing my cry. And thank you for saving me. Amen. And uh, Psalms um, 55 and verse 22. So here's what I've learned through it all. This is what David is saying. Here's what I've learned through it all. Leave all your cares and anxieties at the feet of the Lord and measureless grace will strengthen you. I like that. Oh, God, I just really like that. Leave all your cares and anxieties at the Lord's feet and measureless grace. You know what that means? Grace without boundaries. <laughs> grace, never ending grace. Grace that cannot be measured. The Bible said it will strengthen you. You see, when we pray in confidence, God releases grace. Let me say it again. When we pray in confidence, God releases grace. The grace that strengthens us. Amen. And so when our life difficulties are up on us, we have issues in life. You know, our kids are acting up. Our, our spouse is acting up. That Your money is funny. You have issues on a job and, and all kinds of stuff going on. You know, you Get on your knees and pray. Talk to God morning, noon, and night. Talk to the Lord. And the Bible says that God is going to release grace into your life that will strengthen you. Amen. Because those issues come to weaken you. You know that? Problems and people and stuff, health issues. Man, they just, you know, the devil come to kill, steal, and destroy. He just wants to weaken you, make you weak. You know, and, and, and cause you to lose your faith and cause you to walk in doubt. But God will release grace. <laughs> 
that will strengthen you. I'm strengthened right now, praise God, just by reading this word. It just brings strength. You know, that in spite of all that I'm dealing with, God is the one that's giving me strength. So I can still have a smile on my face, still have a positive attitude. Why? Because I have prayed and I have been praying. Amen. And when we do that, the grace of God will strengthen us. Amen. He gives us the strength and we can smile. We can go through the day like ain't nothing wrong. <laughs> Why? Because the grace of God has given us strength and we can smile. You and I can smile. We can still have good words to say to people. How you doing? You know, I'm doing well. All is well. Like Dr. Sherman said, never been better. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And that's how we need to be as people of God. That's how we need to be. And just allow God to strengthen us. Why? Because we have prayed. Amen. And so people ask if you smile and I know you got issues. Yeah, yeah, but I've prayed and I'm trusted in God for the Lord will save me. Amen. The second thing we need to do is seek godly counsel. You know, some problems can be solved with just the proper counsel, the proper instruction. And a lot of times after we pray, as I said before, God will send somebody to counsel you or to speak with you. Now, it's important now that when we when we get counsel, it's wise counsel. We don't counsel with fools, okay? We don't receive counsel from fools and idiots and people don't know what they're doing and people, who, you know, who, whose life is totally messed up and, you know, they want you, they want to bring you down to where they are. Now, that's not wise counsel. We, we need wise counsel from godly people, praying people, people who, uh, who are upstanding, people who live positively, um, people who are not prone to have pity parties, but um, wise counsel. The Bible said where no counsel is, the people fail, but in the multitude of counsels, there is safety, amen, but we must get godly counsel, you know, it's kind of tough, you know, as people of God, sometimes it's hard to find wise people. Sometimes it's hard to find people that will give you right counsel. So you better be careful who you're sharing your issues with. And who you, you know, and a lot of times people will tell you to do things that's out of the keeping of God's word. Reject that kind of counsel. You know, reject any counsel that you know God would not want you to do. And even though in your spirit or in your emotion, man, yeah, that will solve it. Yeah. Uh-uh. No, you refuse to do anything that conflicts with the word of God. Amen. So make sure you get wise counsel. In Proverbs um, 15 and 22, it says this, without counsel, purposes are disappointed, but in the multitude of counselors, they are established. So get wisdom. Get knowledge, get understanding from the people who are wise, people who have knowledge, people who have understanding. Amen. It's important. Praying people and people who are not gossipers. You know, tell you know you don't want to tell gossipers your difficulties because they're gonna gossip about it. Tell everybody about it. Did you know such and such share this with me? And hey, don't tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> they always say that. Don't tell nobody. 
<clears throat> they're gossipers. That's gossipers for you. They, 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 they will not counsel with you. And then they say they're going to pray with you. They're going to pray for you. And before, once they get off the phone, they don't forgot, forgot to pray. Amen. And so it's important that you seek out wise counselors. Remember, number one, pray. Number two, matter of fact, in your prayer, talk to God and ask God, you know, is there somebody I can talk to that know how to deal with this? Is there a, a professional that I can talk to? God will, he will hear you. He will save you. That's what the word of God says. Um, in Proverbs 19 and verse 20, it says, hear counsel and receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. Simple means that you will have good outcomes. Okay. So here comes counsel and receive instruction. Stop thinking you are so smart that nobody can give you instructions. No man is an island. Okay, no man has all the knowledge and wisdom in the earth. There are people who have nuggets of information that if you can get that little nugget of information, your life can be transformed. Are you hearing me? And so you're not the repository of all the information. Matter of fact, if you were, you wouldn't have any difficulties because if you were the repository of all the information, you simply use what you know and solve your own problem. But the fact is you still have a difficulty in the problem because you don't have the answer. And because you don't have the answer, one, you got to pray. And two, you need to seek wise, wise counsel, depending on what it is. Maybe something technical, maybe something complex, you know, that you don't know how to fix or, or the solution for it. So you need wise counsel. Amen. So it's important that you seek wise counsel. And don't be afraid to share with people who are knowledgeable um, and, and people who are praying people and people of people of who people who are discreet. <laughs> Amen. Share, share your, your difficulties and get somebody to pray along with you. Number three, refuse to complain or worry. Refuse it. Shut the complain. Shut it down. Amen. Shut it down. Um, in Philippians 4 and verse 6, let me bring it up. It says, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. It says, it says do not be anxious. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, present your requests to God. God. It simply means that we should bring all our needs and concerns to God in prayer rather than worry about them. Amen. Jesus says for us to avoid worrying. He said, because by worrying, you cannot do anything about your problem. So refuse to worry. You know what worry does? Add stress to your life. That's all worry does. It adds stress to you. And stress is a killer. Stress can cause heart attacks. You don't want stress in your life. Stress causes ulcers. It causes all kinds of maladies in your life. And so, no, you want to be stressless as much as possible. You want to de-stress. And so you refuse to worry. Why would you want to take on stress? Life is stressful by itself. Don't add stress by worrying about issues and complaining about issue, issues. Amen. Worry and complaining it should not be a part of a believer's life. Why? Because we have enough word to turn to. You know, we have enough word um, to look to, to read. 
and to develop our confidence. And we are, to, we, are, we are instructed in the word of God to cast all our anxiety on him. Why? Because he cares for us. God does not want us to carry around the weight of problems and burdens. Amen. God is telling us to give him all of our worries and concern. Right? Why? Because he cares for us. That's why he said, give it to him. Give it to him. Amen. Give it to him. No worry. Um, no worries too big or, or too small for his attention. When we give God our problems, he promised to give us peace which transcends all understanding. Amen. This is Philippians 4 verse 7. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Listen, this is what the Holy Spirit said to me. If you don't have peace, it means you have not given the issue to Jesus. You are still holding on to it. Mm -hmm. If you don't have peace in the midst of the storm, you have not given the issue over to your Lord. You are still holding on to it. Amen. Because God said he will give you peace. Amen. When we cast our cares upon him, he will give you peace. Abundance of peace. And so if you're still not at peace, it simply means you have not given it to God yet. Right? You're still holding on to it. Why are you still holding on to it? let it go. That's the kind of stuff we need to say. Just let it go. Father, I put this in your hand. <laughs> I can't fix it. I don't even know how to fix it. This is on you, Heavenly Father. My trust is in you. Your word said it is you who will save me when I call on you. And so I just put it in your hand and I put it in God's hand with the expectation that God is going to send the solution one way or another. If it's something in me physically, he will fix it. If there's something on the outside of me that I need counsel, he will send the right counsel. You know, he will give me the solution to the problem, whatever it is. And so I'm just going to put it in God's hand. I'm never going to worry, never going to fret. Worry will mess up your face. You know, get worry lines on your forehead. You know, you get wrinkles around your eyes. You know, your lips look stern. <laughs> Why? Because you're worrying. Stop the worrying. Okay, just stop it. Just refuse to worry. Say, I'm not going to worry about this, God. I'm just going to give it to you. And when, when you do that, a peace that comes over you. Why wasn't Jesus worrying in the boat when he was sleeping in the storm? He had nothing to worry about. He, he got up and says, hey, peace be still. Just be quiet. <laughs> and he says to the disciples, where's your faith? You know, what I just did, you could do too. You know, and that's one of the things I've learned. I've learned just to speak to my situations, to speak to it with the expectation that sooner or later, it's going to change. It's going to change. Number four, what do I need to do um, in this time? Release your praise. <laughs> Sing songs of praise. Give God thanks. Amen. Because, you know, praise silences the avenger. You know, when the devil wants you to be quiet, he wants you to be introspective and, and, you know, internalize your problems and say, woe is me. Nobody understands what I'm going through. 
That's such a lie. You know, the Bible said there's nothing new under the sun. If you have gone, if you're going through it, somebody has gone through it already. Whatever you're feeling, somebody already has felt it. Okay? You're not by yourself. You're not some unique individual having your own unique problem on the face of the earth. And nothing new under the sun. The same issue has been going on for thousands of years. It just happened to be your turn. And how you deal with it is based upon your confidence in your heavenly father. So release your praise. David said in all times, in all things, I'm going to, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. All times. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God concerning you. In everything, in the midst of it. That's what the scripture is saying. In the midst, while I am still going through, I'm going to give God thanks. I'm going to bless him. I'm going to praise his name. I have peace. Why? Because I've given it over to God. And because I've given it over to God, and now the peace of God that surpasses all understanding has come over me. The grace of God has been released on my life. And so I can give God praise because my trust in him. The Bible says, I ought to trust him with all my heart, lean not to my own understanding, but in all my ways, in every situation, Amen. I've got to trust him and he's going to direct my path. I'm going to acknowledge him and he's going to direct my path. This is the word of God. This is what the word of God tells us to do. You know, the problem with us is that we, we forget the word when issues come and we automatically go with our emotions. Emotion wants you to cry, want you to scream, want you to shout, want you to complain. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's me. Mm -mm. Shut all that down. Get a word and put a word on it. Amen. Get a word, put a word on it. I mean, sometimes you got to cry. Dry your eye. Time to praise. Weeping indoors for a night. Joy comes in the morning. Amen. Release your prayer. Amen. Refuse to complain. Get wise counsel. Amen. Release your praise and allow the grace to be released and allow the peace of God to surpass it all understand to come up on your life. And lastly, lastly, wait. Wait on the Lord <laughs> and be of good courage and he will strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. Glory to God. You know, that's the problem. That's the part that we have problems with. We expect God to have, you know, we think we have God on a string or something. You know, that, you know, every time we yank a chain, he must jump to your attention. Of course, he hears you, but God has a perfect time for every single thing in your life. The Bible lets us know that God knows the beginning and the end of your life. He says, the Bible says before even one day that you have lived, God knows your whole record. He knows everything. And the Bible said he is give everything that pertains to life and godliness. He already has given it on to you. Amen. And so we got to wait on the Lord. Waiting on the Lord involves confident expectation of a positive result. Amen. Confident. We ought to shout it. I am confident 
that the Lord hears me. I am confident. And so because of that, I'm waiting on him. The Bible said he will work all things for my good. Why? Because I'm part of the called. I'm the ecclesia. I'm part of the called out ones. I am called by God. I'm a child of God. And because of that, everything must work for my good. I don't care what it is. It's going to work for my good. So I'm going to wait on the Lord. In time, he going to show up. Y'all know how we say, you know, he may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. Glory to God. And so my expectation that it's going to work out for my good is based off my knowledge of the word of God and my trust in God. If you don't know the word, then you, you know, you will fall out. You will lose all hope. That's why people jump off bridges. That's why people get into depression and despair because they don't know the word. And some who know the word don't even apply the word. Amen. Listen, don't waste time allowing yourself to get into depression and to despair because of what's happening in your life. Pray, seek God and wait on him. The answer is on its way. Are you hearing me? God has answered. He has heard you. The answer is on the way. We must be confident of who God is and what he's capable of doing. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. Amen. And when we wait on the Lord, we don't lose heart. We stand. Hey, glory to God. This is a confidence we have in him. That when we pray according to his will, he hears us. And we know that if he hears us, we have those things that we have petitioned him for. Amen. And so I pray that today that this word um, would have reached you in a good place and that you can take these five um, steps, you know, to deal with life's difficulties. Problems is going to come. Issues are going to happen. But when we put it in God's hand, when we wait on him, he is going to renew our strength. He will give us peace that surpasses all understanding. Grace will be released onto us. Measureless grace will be released onto us and will bring strength to us. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for your word. Thank you for morning manna. And thank you for the heavenly instruction. God, and thank you for teaching us how to deal with our issues. For Jesus already told us that in this life, we're going to have problems. We're going to have trials. We're going to have tribulation. But then he instructs us to rejoice. And so, Father, according to the word, <laughs> Lord, we deal with every issue that may come our way. We know that the adversary come to kill, to steal, and destroy, to cause all kinds of issues in our lives. But we thank you because you sent your son, Jesus Christ, that we may have life and that we may have life abundantly. So up on that word, Lord, we build our faith and we put our cares in every issue in your hand. And we wait on you with great expectation that is going to work out for our good. Hallelujah. Because you even perfect 
everything that concerns us. Father, I'm even reminded of the word, that of the thoughts and how you think of us. You said you think of us with thoughts of good and not of evil and to bring us to an expected end. Father, that's your word and you cannot go back on it. You cannot change it. It is your word. It's already settled in heaven. It's already settled. Heaven and earth will pass away, but your word will not pass away. So we trust your word and we build our confidence and our confidence and our faith in your word. Thank you for hearing our feeble cry. David said, I was young, but now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken. And so, Father, we are not forsaken. Your eyes are up on the sparrow, and we know your eyes are up on us. Thank you, Father, for the grace that has been released. Thank you for the peace, hallelujah, that you've given unto us when we have cast our cares up on you. Now, Heavenly Father, thank you for the favor that is on our heads, the increase on our hands, the swiftness on our feet. Thank you for forgiving our past, preserving our present, and guaranteeing our future. Oh, Lord, thank you for a guaranteed future. Hallelujah. For there is not a feeble one among us. We're healthy. We're wealthy. We're strong in you, in you, our Lord, in the power of your might. For though our beginning was small, our latter end has greatly increased. Father, we give you thanks and we give you praise. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you all, everybody.